Hi, this is Bill Prater. Welcome to the Business Builders Show, where we bring together industry leaders from all over the planet. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today's episode is, While Doing Good is Always Good Business, with David Blyer. Now, David is the co-founder, CEO, and president of Ariva, a trusted advisor and industry leader to the nonprofit industry for more than three decades, providing exceed further all-in-one digital fundraising, donor relationship management, healthcare hospitality, as well as Maestro Auction Online, Virtual Auction, Maestro Auction Live and Silent Auction, Bid-to-Text, Virtual and Mobile Bidding Software, and Text-to-Fund, Text-Based Donation Software and Services. You'll find all of that and more at Ariva.com. David, it's fantastic to have you here with us, sir. Hey, Bill. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience and, and share what we do and how we do it. Excellent. And now, uh, I know you've got a plethora of tools and resources, but who specifically does your company, David, serve? You know, Bill, I, I, I really like the question, and you kind of gave in me that that lead about who Ariva is. And, and, and you're right, we, we are a very trusted advisor, and we consider ourselves a market leader in the digital fundraising, the donor relationship management, the healthcare hospitality, and the auction software industry. And, we, you know, exclusively serving the nonprofits truly for more than three decades. And and those applications that we provide are for many organizations, not only across the United States, but really across the world. You know, just to give you an example, there's what I will call categories or verticals, as some people call them, whether it's human services, social services, arts and culture, disease and disability, education. So there's many different types of verticals that we we serve we also work with many national organizations you know from two perspectives one is we'll work with their national headquarters and then we work with their individual chapters like ronald mcdonald house charities and we work with them not only in the u.s but we we work with them in new zealand we work with them in australia we've been vetted by the boys and girls clubs national office in fact, we were the one of only vendors that they really allowed a press release to go out about our partnership with them. We work with many of the Boys and Girls individual chapters. We've been vetted by the St. Vincent de Paul's, and we're working with many faith-based organizations, including the Jewish Federations. And then again, just, you know, many organizations across those sectors that, that I mentioned. Now, this industry you've just described in great detail, thank you very much, you know, they have a plethora of problems, but what specific problems do you and your organization uh, solve for these uh, not-for-profits? Yeah, Bill, I, I really appreciate the question because that's really what we did. We, we, we identified a problem in the nonprofit space. And we went out to solve that problem. And, and really, there's a lot of great software out there. And, you know, we'll never talk bad about anybody's software because I think they all play a role, you know, in the industry, especially in the nonprofit industry. It's a very underserved marketplace. But even though it's underserved, 
there's a lot of software. And, 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 and I think that applies into many industries. But one of the right. specific problems that we identified is when you're, when you're a small or you're a medium-sized organization, you're very limited with your staff. You may have an executive director, a development director, or maybe you have a database person, you know, maybe you have a, a few other people on the fundraising side. And then you, and then you have the opportunity out there to buy, you would have a donation application. You would have an event application. You would have a donor relationship management application. You, you would have multiple applications doing multiple different things. And the problem there is that they're what we call siloed solutions, right? So what does that really mean to the audience? The, what, what I saw was if, if somebody gave a donation, you would give a donation, and then the organization that you were giving that donation to would have to take that donor information and then put it manually into their donor relationship database or put it manually into their uh, email marketing system. If they ran an event, the same process would happen. They would have to take that event information that they were capturing that donor and then go put it into multiple systems. And, and that's a problem in its own right. I mean, organizations out there are growing you know, they're doing a lot of things. They're limited with staff. And frankly, they just don't have a time. And, and so we solved that problem. And, 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 and the way that we solved that problem was eliminating those silos. And that's what you had mentioned earlier about our flagship product that we call Exceed Further. And that's an all-in-one application for digital fundraising and donor relationship management and healthcare hospitality and auction software. So you can go to one, now you don't have to buy all of these applications today with us, but it's all siloed and unified with one database. So whether you're giving a donation, whether you're registering for an event, whether you're doing an auction, whether you register as a volunteer, whether you're doing a team fundraising or peer-to-peer application or registering as a membership, all of those applications are provided by Ariva through our Exceed platform, all within one unified database. Not only does it eliminate the problem, but it also provides even more of a solution because when a donor goes into a donation or registers for an event, all of that relevant information automatically instantaneously is captured into the donor relationship management. It automatically sends out a thank you, acknowledgement, and receipt. And it sends the staff a notification of that individual person and what they actually did as far as the registration or a donation, which creates best practices. The other thing that our system does, it never pushes you off of that system on anything. So site engagement on these nonprofit organization websites automatically go up because you're staying on their website. You're not being pushed off, you know, and, 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 and the other thing is people are looking for donor acquisition. And when you have certain tools that are out there, whether it be peer-to-peer fundraising or team fundraising, you're drawing more potential donors in through your friends, through these type of applications. So there's a lot of great benefits on a problem that we solved. So um, perhaps uh, out of your memory, you can give us a little case study. So I'm thinking about 
either a national organization or one of the local chapters, they maybe you could start up with it. They came to us with the following problem and then walk us through how you you and your team solved that problem for them. Well, you know, it, 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 the, the problem that we created, because when I am out there and I personally are speaking, it's always the same problem. And maybe they say it a little bit differently. Okay. You know, I, I mean, it, it really is. You know, whether it's a, a, a grassroots organization and or a very large organization, and we when we frankly serve both. You know, the, the the typical problem that they see is how do we and 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 it's really how do we retain our existing donors? How do we get more out of our donors? It, it could also be how do we acquire new donors, right? I mean, that's that's one thing. The, we were just invited to speak on a panel, and this panel is being driven by one of our national organiz, na, national nonprofit organizations, and, and and it's 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 fascinating because the people from the organization are saying, you know, we we want a panel that can talk about what's going on in technology as far as automation. And I said, okay, what do you mean by automation? She said, well, you know, we have one of the biggest software providers in the nonprofit space today, and I won't mention their name. You know, we've had their database for a long time. We also have, you know, a donation platform. You know, we also use a third party for our event registration and our event management. We also use a a third party for our volunteers. You know, and at the end of the day, it would be great. And this is what they say. It would be great if they could always talk to one another, right? It would be great if all of the data came into one place. These are the things that we continuously hear. And all of that ties back to donor acquisition and donor retention, right? Because if you can automatically capture a volunteer that's registering or automatically capture a a donation or automatically as maybe as a board member, reach out to, you know, my friends through the technology and making it easy for them to give on my behalf. It also gives the organization because it's completely integrated and automated and and they're getting notifications that they can reach out to these new potential donors. So you're eliminating, again, a lot of the problems that these organizations have about moving the data from one place to another. You're you're eliminating the, you're, you're providing an opportunity for them not only retain their existing donors because you're communicating with them faster, you're communicating with them better and you're communicating with them differently now. They're getting automatic thank yous, acknowledgement receipts and many people could do that, right? But then because I'm getting notified, I can pick up the phone and say, thank you. And I get that on my phone. I get that on my computer, whether I'm sitting at my desk or you know, I'm, I'm at lunch and I have all the relevant information because of the platform that we're providing. And as a development director or executive director or anybody in that organization that's servicing the donors or volunteers, you know, should have access to that and be able to eliminate any one of those issues that are always constant throughout the the nonprofit community. Now, I know you're in a almost a red ocean of competition providers to this industry. How... Maybe a sentence or two, and I think I understand because I know the software industry pretty well, but how are you different from the competition, David? What would separate you from all the rest of the pack, if you will? 
Yeah, I, first of all, I, I think we have a very clear distinction and, 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 and you're right, there's a lot of competition out there. And you know how we differentiate ourselves is what we're providing is what we're calling an all-in-one. And there's a lot of companies that say they're an all-in-one, but they're really not an all-in-one. They don't have, not, you know, many of them would have a donations and a donor relationship management or an email marketing system, and maybe have pieces of what we're providing. But I could assure you there is no one today in the industry that is providing from the fundraising side of online donations and online pledges and, and tributes and paying the processing fee, you know, to a membership application and membership registration and a volunteer registration and team fundraising and peer-to-peer fundraising and auction software, whether it be a silent auction or a live auction or text-to-bid or texting capabilities, whether it's just texting your staff you know, or, or texting your potential donors or texting for an event and capturing all of this information into the donor relationship management and having a grant management and a campaign management module and a, what we call a hospitality. So if you're an organization like a Ronald McDonald House, which is very near to dear to a lot of us here at Arriva, where they're housing and providing a facility for families that have six children, where they're needing a, a, a place to stay, we've provided on top of that, a, a guest registration and a PDF application and a family room that would be then tied to a fundraising platform. Nobody in the industry does anything like that. And I think another major differentiator that we provide is that we, you know, in a lot of organizations, when they're moving from one platform to another, you know, they're just moving their data. You know, I, I, I come from the world of data migration and, and, and data warehousing. There has been nobody better in the industry that can move data. And I don't just move data for the sake of moving data, but we actually don't even sign a contract with our clients until we actually get to see a copy of their data. We have our data experts review the data, we understand the data that they move, we can actually then tell them how long it would take to do the data migration, and we have not had one data migration fail on us. It's really a major differentiator, and it's also a time that they can cleanse their data. The other thing that we provide is a donor-centric website. Now, if they want a new website, and we only build donor centric websites for our clients that are buying our exceed further we don't look at this as we're just out there selling websites because we wanted our clients to have the ability to have a brand new look and feel website one that was responsive you know one that they could see on their phone and then give them the tool once it's done and it would be a one-time fixed cost and we host it for free and all of the applications are embedded in that and then they can change that website. They can add videos. They can change their columns. They can literally do whatever they would like to. And, and that's something that not everybody provides in the industry. And I think that's just a few things. And I could talk more if we had more time on it, but really that provides us a differentiator to our competition that's truly out there. That's beautiful. And, and it's that's like beautiful. you said, 
it's what they know, and it's our job to get that message out. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew I knew some of that because of my my clients in the, in 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 the software industry and in the not for profit industry. So I think we've got a pretty good understanding of the of the services and products your company delivers. Now, what I'd like to do is kind of switch that and go to Ariva itself. So I'd like to know about you know, how you came up with the idea, when was the company founded? And then I'd like you to maybe remember some of the major milestones, David, and some of the lessons you learned from the successes and the failures along the way. And particularly, I'm interested in, as you get to the end of this story, how you were able to serve this industry that has gone through such incredible turmoil over the last couple of years globally. Yeah, wow. That's that's a big that's a big task, but I know you're up to it. So yeah, no, I and I and I love it because I'm very proud of what we've done together. And you know, Ariva was formed in April of 2017 by really you know launching Ariva with myself and Susan Packard Orr, and, and we brought together two really amazing companies. Su- Susan developed the only all-in-one, and it was it gives me goosebumps when I go back and think about it, a company called Telosa. And Telosa, she built a incredible donor relationship management application, and she provided a major differentiator that not only was it a donor relationship management of tracking households and gifts and pledges and analytical reporting capabilities, but in the back end, she did something very similar by building a campaign module, a volunteer module, a membership module, a grant module, a guest module, a family room module, and deep analytical applications. And what she needed was an online fundraising platform. And I had created one of the first truly integrated online fundraising platforms, which was called Donor Community. And we decided to merge the two companies and integrate the two platforms and come back to the marketplace with what we're calling today an all-in-one cloud-based digital fundraising and donor relationship management and healthcare hospitality and auction software platform. And, and that's how Susan and I, you know, sh- she needed one thing, I needed something. Uh, you know, she is just probably one of the most humble and generous and thoughtful and kind individuals. And I'm really proud to say that she's my partner um, in this venture. And that's how we, we started Ariva. You know, we, we mm-hmm. took the technologies over a two-year period with our amazing development teams. And with the merger of the two companies, you know, we maintain the culture. We maintain all the people. And we continued, frankly, growing. In fact, you know, we, we, we started building out a, a sales team. We built out a marketing team. And it's really, it's second to none. We've made two acquisitions already. You know, one out of Arizona, which had a desktop product, but they had some incredible, you know, clients and, you know, the founder was an incredible person and, you know, but she had a desktop product and knew she needed to move this into the world of online fundraising. And she had an amazing support person. And we were looking for really not just people, but the right people. And it was a very successful acquisition. And as we moved on, when we were running events, we saw the next plethora of things that we needed was the auction business. And the auction business was very complimentary. And what's ironic is 
we were doing a due diligence with this, the company and it's called Microsoft and Microsoft is an amazing auction software company and they provided both the auction software for live or, or, or virtual events and they provided what we call text to bid if you were doing a live auction and you wanted to use your phone and do you know 71760 and, and look at all things bidding and it was completely automated. So we closed that literally a month after the pandemic hit and we were like, maybe people aren't doing auctions anymore, but it couldn't have been better and it couldn't have been at a better time where the whole industry froze and they didn't know what to do, but organizations still had to raise funds. And with our software being in the cloud-based, a lot of organizations that were using desktop products, and we pivoted incredibly as a, as a software company and as a, a marketing direction and, and moved quickly, you know, really sharing with the nonprofit industry what to do moving from a desktop because people weren't going to their offices, how to move into this cloud-based world, how to continue running and raising funds even why people were staying in their homes. And now it's more virtual and we're going to have that world that we are going to be virtual. People are, some people will go back and do live events. Some people will have a, a hybrid situation right. and our software does all of that. So, you know, that's a, a lot of milestones that we've created in a very short period of time and, and, and then just uh, adding yeah, you to have fundraising. And, yeah. So uh, no, one thing that our listeners are, uh, and I am absolutely fascinated with, not only did you merge two cultures, but now you're up to four cultures. So give us some insights to different cultures, what you looked for from a people standpoint, and uh, what you learned about uh, different, maybe, I, I think, I, I know that now you've named Arizona and you've named Seattle. So I know you've got a lot of geographic uh, differences in that space as well. So talk to us about culture. How, do, how were those uh, journeys? Well, you know, one, everybody has different cultures. They, they just do. And, and, and cultures are what you do in your environment, right? And, and, I, and I think the really important thing, you know, what we look for in, 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 in our industry, especially in the software tech space, it's not about the product buying, but it's about the people. And then you look for that alignment and you look for the personalities and, 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 and you look for the chemistry. And then you really ask some of the tough questions of people, you know, wanting to stay with you in, in the journey that you have. And we're always fully transparent in what we do. You know, hopefully they all agree on the journey of what we're trying to do. We communicate on a regular basis. You know, you try to understand their cultures as well, and then you align everybody together. And, you know, it was really interesting. You know, we had a culture, you know, of, of collaboration and collaboration for us. And this is something that we learned was really important. And, you know, we, 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 one little piece I'll give you a story on is we have what we call a one good thing. And, and the one good thing is every Friday, and, and this was out of our Fort Lauderdale office and, and then, you know, we were adapting it in our, our Palo Alto office in California, and, and then we we're adapting it in, in, in Arizona. So it was an office to office, and then we were adapting it out in our Seattle office. And at 5.30, everybody, you know, individually, they'd get up in their office, and we go around the room and say one good thing or compliment somebody in the office or say something good that happened that week. And, 
and uh, and it was really fun. And you know, some of us would do you know line up some water and and you know or whatever else, and we toast it and we say our one good thing, and and that was the way that we shut down. You know, to 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 start close out a, a good week and go home and enjoy the weekend because you, you, we, we believe in that balance of life. So beautiful. I like, that. but what changed, what changed was the pandemic for the better. Why? Because everybody left the offices and that one good thing was missed. So we decided let's put a zoom meeting together as our one good thing. And it literally brought not only the four offices, but people that were working remote all together. And, you know, some people at the beginning didn't like to be put on camera. And then the next thing, you know, people were being on the camera. And I would tell you 98% of everybody shows up to these meetings. And if somebody doesn't show up, it's because they're running late. And you got to remember, we're dealing on multiple different time zones. So, you know, people in California, when we're starting this at 5.15, it's 2.15. And, and people in Arizona are starting it in the middle of their day. You know, we would, you know, we, we would, they, they would bring their dogs. They would bring their, their cats. They would bring their kids during our one good thing. And it, it just brought us even closer together as an entire company, even with the mergers, even with the acquisitions. It just brought us all together closer. So building and that's just one example. That I I love that one. I love that one particularly, and I, I I like the way you've embraced the opportunity that came out of the pandemic in that fashion. That was that was that was a beautiful little story. Thanks for sharing that one. So looking back over the last five years, what was uh, give us at least one major mistake or failure, David, and what you learned from that mistake or failure? Wow. You know, I, I think, I don't know if I would call it a mistake or failure, but, you know, we identified over seven, uh, over 346,000 nonprofits that we could target that would fit our software. And that has been one of the biggest challenges. You know, we've got a great product. We've got a great marketing team. We've got a great sales team. But the biggest challenge always is how do we reach those people? Because the industry only knows what they know. And, and unless we can get that word out there, you know, you know, they're not going to know about Ariva's all-in-one, exceed further, and our differentiator. And, and it's not a failure. It's just a challenge. And, and it's always been a challenge. You know, we've done amazing educational webinars and we've done thought leadership by providing great content. And, you know, a lot of the people in our organization come from the philanthropic world or the nonprofit world, you know, and, and the software. It's not just a bunch of people that knew technology and thought this was a great industry. And so we do a lot of A-B testing here. You know, we, we, we bought the, we bought, you know, marketing automation software and we bought, you know, CRM software and we do a lot of promotions, but, you know, it, it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of tracking. It's a lot of, you know, tracking exactly what we do. It's a lot of pivoting. I mean, the challenges that we've been faced even with the pandemic and, 
you know, even with the pandemic, you know, we could have applied for the PPE loan and we didn't. And, but we made a, a vow to the company and every employee that even though we're not taking it because we felt it should be used for better things, even though we're could have used it, you know, we survived. We didn't let anybody go in our industry because of the lack of getting PPE money. So I, I think there's been a lot of good challenges and, it, and it's all always have made us better. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So right now at this moment, David, what would you say is the biggest challenge facing the organization in the early part of 2022? You know, it's like any challenge. I, you know, I, I think our biggest challenge is, you know, continue growing as a company. You know, you know, we, we've put a lot of great infrastructure in place and we got a great leadership team in place. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, you know, look at, you know, how do we continue getting the word out about Ariva and, and just continue growing as, you know, as fast as we can by creating more awareness to the marketplace, you know, and, and, you know, the other big thing is we're always innovating and, and, and that's always going to be not a challenge, but, you know, innovating and, and evolving in those innovations and rolling that stuff out to the marketplace. We're always trying to stay ahead of the curve of what our clients you know, what our clients needed three years ago, believe it or not, is very different than what our clients need today. And, you know, you know, keeping a team in place and moving that ship along to do those things is always a challenge, but we continue to do that strong. And we've got some really good processes in place that have allowed us to, to keep innovative and stay ahead of the curve. Beautiful. So there's two, at least two groups of listeners right now. So one would be potential well, your current customers, potential customers, and so forth. And the other are business owners in entirely unrelated in industries, and they all would maybe like to talk to you. So how would our listeners reach out to you and your organization and start forming a relationship? Hey, Bill, thank you. That's a good plug for me and the company, and I think there's three ways to do that. One way is go look at our website, and it's uh, www.areva.com. The second way is, and something that we did in our cultural is, is keeping Microsoft and just helping them with branding and keeping them as a standalone company, but we communicate and talk daily. And that's Microsoft, the auction business and Areva company. And that's www.maestrosoft.com. And the third well, way, well, if they would you, ever- spell Maestro, please? Yes, absolutely. M-A-E-S-T-R-O. S O F T. Beautiful. And the third way, I'm always open. You can reach me directly at David D A V I D dot Blyer B is in boy L Y E R at Ariva.com. And that goes directly to me. Beautiful. That's fink. I knew you're a generous man, and that was over the top generous. Thank you, David. So I've asked you uh, seven questions. So my question would be, what was it you were wondering or hoping or usually get asked that I didn't ask? And, and what's the answer to that unasked question, David? Well, I guess it could be two things. You know, one would, one, I'll make it simpler. One, why did I start this company? And, or what's coming out of your company okay. next? So I'm going to take the, the shorter one of what's coming out next, because the first one of why I started this is a longer answer, but I'm glad I did it. And I love doing social good. 
So we are releasing, or really, we just released a team fundraising product along with our peer-to-peer fundraising product. And we've been, you know, talking about this and planning team fundraising that's integrated with our Exceed Further. And we're very excited about it as a company. We're very excited about it, what, 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 what it has already done for a few of our clients. And, and now we're getting ready to do a massive launch on team fundraising and making people and clients and nonprofit organizations aware that they can have a completely integrated solution that includes team fundraising today. And that's something I'm really proud of our development team. I'm really proud of our marketing team. I'm really proud of our sales team. I'm really proud of our support team and our client success team because they've all been part of this launch. And, uh, and it's really exciting for us here at Arriva. Beautiful. That's, that's fantastic. I didn't know about that. So thanks for announcing it here on my show. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for being a fantastic guest. I enjoyed it very much. And I'm sure our listeners did as well. Bill, thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. Everybody, look, let's focus on a single fact. And David put a spotlight on this. Your businesses, our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management. And number three, leveraging high performance teams. So thanks for listening. David, once again, thanks for being here with us. Thanks again, Bill.